Recording in progress. Oh, Lord. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good day, good hello. Welcome to the broadcast. Hashtag uncensored. It's your boy. Well, actually, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a grown ass man. It's your man, Solitaire. DJ Ready Fox, No Better Nina. We are back. It's another week of Hashtag Uncensored. How y'all doing this week? Good. Okay. I, f- I feel like yesterday was mon- Monday, but it's already almost Friday. <laughs> Crazy, right? Crazy yeah. how that works. Yeah. Um, I started reading a book this week. Oh, which one? You can read? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read. I read. It's called Let That Shit Go. Because... Mm. As you guys know, and I've openly spoken about, God forgives and I don't. Right. I'm trying to learn to forgive. <laughs> so, well, you do good. know I, you do know I work for the with an organization called the Forgiveness, Forgiveness Program. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm not really good at forgiving, but uh, I yeah, oh. I. It, it's good though. It, it, it helps you for somebody like me. Like my brain is like like a hamster wheel. Like it's always on go. Like I think it's just normal for a lot of people. Like you'll be driving and you're thinking about all the things you have to do or even while you're working and stuff. And so it teaches you how to be more in the present moment and kind of ease that like on the go mind. So do you remember the name of the author? Uh, Actually? Yes. Cause we have the same name, Nina Purewall and Katie L it starts with just Google, let that shit go book and it will come up. Hmm. Very. So you're enjoying it so far. Yeah, so far I'm enjoying it. Um, I think like a hundred pages in, and I think it's like maybe two fifty. So okay, nice. yeah, yeah. Wow, you'd be reading and shit. That's yep. crazy. Every night with my green tea. What's green tea? <laughs> what the hell is going on here? I'm trying. To, I'm trying to figure out. I'm gonna go to a naturopath and do a food sensitivity test. I'm trying to figure out why the fuck I'm always so bloated. I saw on TikTok people showed their before and afters of doing a food sensitivity test, and the befores look like me. So I'm like, bro. I need to go figure out what's wrong with me. <laughs> no, maybe, uh, I mean, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to hypothesize about, uh, you know, a hypothesis know here. And I'm just going to say that this is, that's probably your, just your normal weight. Maybe, but if it's, if it's okay, if it's just fat, fine. But I really want to know because like, even when I come home from the gym and mom's like, why does your stomach look like that? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just drank eight bottles of water. <laughs> well, that might, that might do it. Eight bottles of water. But, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think, you know, don't go to too many, like, hokey-doke situations. Yeah. Well, that's your doctor. Like, I'm sure you can go to, like, a doctor and get your body. What do they call it? Like, your body composition, your fat. To, yeah. Oh, maybe, like a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just do that, man. Don't don't try to, like, don't try to, like, you know, reinvent the wheel. They, they figure that shit out. Your body, your, your body fat percentage or composition. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What do I know? Yeah, we'll see. But I'm on this new journey this week, so, yeah. Dope. Oh, nice. What, what's the last book you read, Solitaire? Uh, uh, oh. um. <laughs> Can you? Yo, why? Why you gotta call me out like that, son? Why you gotta call me out? Um, actually, uh, the last book that I read is a very short book. It is called "As a Man Thinketh." Oh yeah. But I read the abbreviated version as as you think. Oh my! There's an abbreviated. The original book is super short. Why does there need to be an abbreviated version of it? Okay, well, I don't know if it was... A, maybe it's not an abbreviated version. Maybe it's just... I think it's just like trans... Because the As a Man Thinketh is like written in old. old, ye old. It's not that old, bro. It's not that old. <laughs> as a Man Think. I've read it. 
and it's, <laughs> it's not that long of a book. That's why if there's an abbreviated version of it, that's the laziest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, thanks. This guy asked me what, I, I'm what I'm reading, and then he shits all over <laughs> no, it. No, I'm not kidding. I think you probably just read the ori- whatever the original is, or they probably modernized it for. Yes, it's a modern version. Like it was, but it's a I guess short book, kinda... though. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a relatively short book. So that's that's What's what it I about. Read. It's basically it's just you know talking about how you are you know how you think you know how you think about yourself and how you think about the world is uh, really it's up to you essentially. That's kind of mm-hmm. like the long and the I feel short. Like that's the 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 theme of my book, kind of too. Because it also started talking about perceptions and how you can't control other people's perceptions of you. Bingo, bingo. All that stuff. James it's Allen. Only... There you go. That's the name of the author, James Allen. Yes. I was trying and to I think, you know, remember it. It was, it was, when I was reading it, it was at a, I don't want to say like, not a dark, you know, I don't want to like, you know, over dramatize it, but I was, it was at a moment where I was like, you know, just reflecting on a few things. And I think it brought a lot of clarity because ultimately, it's just like you said, like you cannot control the perceptions of the other people. The only perception you can control is, is that you have of yourself and, mm-hmm. and that you have of the world and, and recognizing and identifying that control really kind of helps you to rein in your, your, your random racing thoughts. Right. Yeah. Ready. What's the book? Last book you read. No, oh, he just read a book today. Didn't you? You read a whole <laughs> book today. I still have some of your books. Actually. I need to give them back. To oh, you. I still okay. have two of the books. Oh, no rush for that. No. Okay. So it's been like three years that I've had. Them. <laughs> I'm not joking. Not... It's basically yours now at this point. Yeah. Not a big deal at all. But, um, the last book that I read was, uh, Trevor Noah's book, born a crime. So mm. I just finished that maybe, uh, I want to say three days ago. And mm. I just started a new book today called The Psychology of Money I told uh, you. by Morgan Housel. <laughs> and it's pretty interesting so far. So, yeah. Ready? Like I can literally see like that hat that he's wearing is a little bit tighter because his brain is growing. <laughs> We're working out our muscles. He's working out his brain. His yeah, brain. yeah. His that's head is just getting bigger and bigger. It's not even that's like true. that. It's not even like that. I feel like quite the idiot. I truly do. So you're, nah. the, you're the genius out of all of us. I'm I not a, I'm genius. <laughs> no and offense, me should never even be in the same sentence. Not not a chance. No right, offense, you're the smartest no one out of the three. I of don't us. think so. I think no so. offense. You're taken. the most. You're the most rational. I would say that you're the most rational. Me and Salter well, are very. Because you guys well, are Scorpios. I, he's that's more why. rash than me. I'm the most unrash. I would interject based on last week's podcast and <laughs> how Maddie was at everything. You're like, fuck everything and fuck this and no, I wasn't, fuck that guy. I was saying fuck Elon Musk because he's full of shit. But no, man. Uh, I I would say, yeah, you guys are Scorpios and you're wilding out and you're crazy and stuff. Yes. And I'm just... 100%. I'm just me, man. That's it. But you know what? Let's not preamble and ramble on too much because I don't want to be here all night, so... Let's get oh, this shit well, on the road. No, yeah. say, tell us how you really feel, Ready Fox. Well, yeah. um, listen, first and foremost, you know, we always want to take time out to thank you to our listeners who tune in yes. to us every week. Even though, uh, you know, Nina's uh, friend there, is it Michael? Michael, yeah. Uh, caused injury talking. to our to our he beloved He actually told co-host. me to stop saying that on the podcast. Oh, he did. Oh. Say, he did, did he really Every say that? week when I see him, he comes up to me, stop saying I caused your injuries. <laughs> All right, well, we're, we're just teasing you, Michael. Don't know. He knows. Whatever. He knows. We, we appreciate that. You know, we definitely appreciate you and everybody else who tunes in. Yeah. And, and, last and episode, last week's episode has done pretty well in terms of listenership and stuff. So thank you to oh. everybody that does listen. I think we have a, a small but loyal uh 
audience that listens to the show. And again, it's I looked at the statistics just the other day or maybe even yesterday, and it's still like 80, 85 percent women that listen to the podcast. You know why? Because I am not ashamed to say we're pro women. Okay, because women are the greatest. <laughs> what is okay? pro women? What concerning? What does pro women? woman mean? Like, who's anti woman? People who uh, want people, to, uh, like, to to take their abortion dude. rights away. Incel cells. <laughs> okay. Yeah. True. Yeah. There's a there's quite a few anti women out there. Let's let's yeah. be clear about that. Even if they're not, you know, professing to be anti woman, it's your behaviors and your thoughts and the things that you think. Oh, women should dress like this, and women, you know, why was she? What was she wearing when she was See, uh, the way assaulted? I look, the way I look That's at it, too, though, it's not even about being pro woman. It's just being pro human freedom or human agency like to me it's not yes. even about man woman or whatever it's like just i agree with that That's i don't know facts. i don't think of it as a uh, like being pro woman it's just you know live and let live literally and it doesn't matter i want to know i want to now i want to know who our listeners are i would love yeah. To know, yeah well well listen we appreciate y'all reach out to us on twitter and instagram send us a dm you know like yeah now who's gonna see it know. who's gonna see it i'm i'm off of instagram i'm not even i have it. i still have it logged in on my phone i'll see it and we're gonna talk about that in politics as usual actually because um i have some theories about um nina theories <laughs> 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 about nina yeah, yeah i do all right Wait, well, let's definitely jump social into media this. <laughs> let's definitely jump into this well of course we, we appreciate you we are this is still the podcast we're still not back on the station we will be back on the station rest assured there's Eventually. a lot of work that's going back uh going on behind the scenes at vibe 105 uh you know setting up the you know redoing the infrastructure that they have the equipment there's a lot of stuff that's going on there and i'm actually pretty excited so i'm patiently waiting as i'm sure everybody else is for us to get back to being on the radio live but in the meantime we're running this podcast so definitely we appreciate your continued support at hashtag vibe 105 on twitter and instagram which is no longer being monitored by reddy fox because he is (laughs) Abandoned social media since I'm Elon Musk so is so close uh, to being free from it all. Don't I'm leave, close. Don't leave. And I'm loving every I'm minute make, of it. I'm gonna make an Instagram account under your name and pretend like I'm you and just post for you. I guys. just, I just like post working videos. Yeah, just, just <laughs> I say that to, one of my friends is the same. He's not on any social media. My best friend Nick and yeah. I always say the same thing to him too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna create an account for Has you. Has he ever said anything about how he feels like he's healthier because he's not on it? No, but I feel like maybe he is. He seems more logical than a lot of people seem more logical. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm healthy and I'm on social media. It's not it's mm-hmm. not about being on social media. It's how you digest it and don't internalize it. Like oh, if yeah. you if yeah. you're on it like you're watching TV, like are you being like manipulated like, by television like, like four hours on tiktok you know see I, mean? I get influenced like to do food sensitivity tests and go to naturopath <laughs> oh well i mean that's the problem no, yeah, uh-huh. that is a problem <laughs> all right well um let's jump right into the program for this week ladies and gentlemen i'll kick it off with have you heard this week's round of headlines as we see it or rather as i see it because i choose these headlines and in the uh, vein of ready fox trying to keep things, you know, anti-pandemic, you know, pro a little bit more, you know, news you can use kind of uh, updates of what's going on in the you world today. You can use news from I the was, pandemic. I we could all I, use it. I will, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to steer, you know, just give us some I don't blame some, you. some stories, some, some uh, what do they call them? Like um, some feel-good stories? Well, sure. relatively. Anyway, 
enough of that. I'll just jump right into it. All right. So uh, first story, just a quick bite. Uh, the rise of electric vehicles uh, are definitely, uh, it's more pronounced. It's more visible if you're a driver like myself, uh, Nina. I don't know if you've noticed this, but, you know, there's, there's a lot more. Sorry, uh, Reddy Fox. There's a lot okay. more Teslas on the road. There's a lot more yeah. Teslas on the road. Oh, I don't seeing. care about there's all a that. Lot more hey, make all the fucking cars videos. you want, Elon. Just don't be trying to, like, let races but, run wild on the internet. That's all. That's all I'm saying, but yeah man and are you guys not watching the gas prices obviously you must be oh you're goddamn right i am yeah but yo my car is so good i only fill up like one i don't really go a lot of places but i I literally only fill up like once a month or once every three weeks so So it really doesn't affect me that much. so we're recording this on a thursday so i don't know whoever might be listening to the show because by the time you are listening to this gas could be up to two dollars bro oh shut your mouth shut your trap i'm not i'm not even lying my family in Vancouver. My family in Vancouver. They sent today. It was two dollars and like twenty six cents. Yeah. Oh, their gas prices have always been like. But that. Yeah, but what is happening there is still an indicator for what's about to happen here. And from what I've been seeing for reports in terms of how they're projecting the price to go by Friday, or even Saturday, it could be two dollars. Already, Foxy, shut your mouth. Right. Shut your fat <laughs> mouth. Okay. Let me tell you something. I've had the absolute worst luck when I try to ride the the rhythm of the highs and the lows of gas prices. <laughs> yeah, so I'll see a gas price. It'll, it'll be pretty low. Well, relatively low for the times. And I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to wait. I think it's going to go down a little bit this more. This guy I'm keeps wait until buying high and driving low. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'll, like one day, I'll never forget. The last time I saw gas at like 164, I was like, let me wait one more day. I think it'll stay at 164. Uh... The next day, it was 188. I was so bad. <laughs> and it stayed. And I was like, I was like on almost on E. Mm. And I it stayed like 188 for like four days and i was like okay i have to get gas and i got gas and the day that i got gas on my way back it dropped 10 cents i was yeah. <laughs> yo you got happened to me like three times when you see a low you just gotta take it yeah That's but what is low what is low one now today 170 i'm furious are you guys still I, letting your gas tanks get to empty or are you at least trying yeah. to keep it like half full and then only having a Listen, you non-driver, you non-driver. Nobody <laughs> asked you what right. you thought about how we our our, our gas behavior. But anyway, okay. let me just wait for mine to go down. But this is apropos electric vehicles. Continue yes. on, yeah. So uh, the question is being asked now: Will electric vehicles eventually kill off gas stations? I mean, I'm thinking, you know. In the very long term, like the next like 20, 30 years, absolutely. But they're actually assessing how it's been progressing as of right now. And they're saying electric vehicles are increasingly taking over Canada's roads. And uh, that will eventually lead to the numbered days of gas stations. Mm. Industry watchers are saying that diversification will be the key for survival in the decades to come. The federal government has mandated that all new cars and light-duty trucks sold in the country be zero-emission vehicles by 2035. Do you think that's uh, ambitious? Do you think that's possible? Nope. No? Why not? We're so addicted to fossil fuels and the powers that be in terms of politicians and just the lobbyists that control the politicians – they're not going to give up this cash cow anytime soon. So I don't see that happening for 2035. We're only talking 12 years. 
like 12, what? 13 years from now. So no, I, I would know, say it seems so crazy, right? Yep. So I would yeah. I would say wow. I would put it more like if this were a possibility, fifty years more so, something like that. Interesting. I think, what about you, reading? I think mm-hmm. as a society, one thing that they've learned that I have learned is when I hear people talk about oh, they thought they were going to have flying cars in like 1980 (laughs) and we still don't have flying cars. So no, I don't think so. Hmm. Well, you know what's interesting? I'm sorry to keep bringing up uh, Reddy Fox is probably second least favorite person, Elon Musk, but he was actually one of the people that was saying that flying cars, like the idea of flying cars is not practical because it'd be, it'd be super noisy. It'd be hard to like police the traffic. Yeah, Um, It would create like, you know, with all those cars flying around in the air, like it would affect like the wind of like uh, of, you know, the air at ground level. And, and he's actually saying that it's probably not going to happen until they figure out some kind of like, you know, magnetic force field kind of flying. Then hmm. the airplane industry would be out of business. Not no, but chance. the airplane industry, they fly at like 30,000 feet. Not a chance. Like, flying cars would be at like, you know, relatively... It'll I be a disaster fly. and it'll never happen. It, no, I can't fly to happen. New York. I can't fly to New York with my car. Nope. I mean, I don't. I, just, I don't no know. I'm not a way. futurist. How are you going to control and organize people in the air? It's already a shit show just, on the road. You just have to be good know, like right? in Mario Kart. You just have to practice. You, you would it'll, crash it'll... into each other in the air and then you'd crash onto the roadway and then cause more collisions. <laughs> like it would well, be like, a I'm... fucking shit show. <laughs> Well, I, think that, I, I think that getting your 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 flying car license will probably be significantly more challenging than getting a driver's license. And it would I be only it. for rich people. I promise no, I, you I that. I could do it. I promise well, you only well, rich people could afford it and afford the actual flying cars. Well, here uh, to kind of counter what you were saying about the possibility of uh, gas, of electric vehicles taking over gas-powered vehicles by 2035, research by international consultants have painted a dim picture for gas stations' future. Boston Consulting Group warns that up to 80%, 80% of service stations may be unprofitable by 2035. Wow. So there you go. And now uh, SIA Partners projects uh, project, sorry, SIA Partners projects that 43% of Europe's gas stations will be out of business by 2050, so a little bit longer. They mm. have a, apparently a more significant um, dependence on fossil fuels. So in Europe, apparently, yeah. Okay. Apparently, interesting. So um, I- I'll tell you, my next car. I have a uh, two more years left on my lease. I promise you, my next car is definitely going to be uh, a hybrid. Electric. You think oh, so? Yeah. Fully electric or not a hybrid? Oh, fully, fully. I'm going oh, fully electric. Um, okay. Whoa. You and that. you're just doing that because of the way the gas prices are getting out of control. Yes, right. I mean environment first, right. yes, but then also like these gas prices. I think gas is the one thing like imagine you go to the store to buy bread. And bread one day is $2 and then the next day it's $4.30. Like okay. imagine how do you how do you live life like? Anyway, you, you, I'm you done realize with gas. too though when it's all said and done still, it's only because you feel you have to buy gas in order to get around to go do of what you want to do. To. But to buy think course. about it, $2 a liter milk is more expensive water is water is more expensive so that's i don't know if you want to look at it in that regard to make yourself feel better about having to buy gas you have to buy gas because you want to be able to drive and do what you want to do for the most part that's how i look at it but two dollars a liter milk is more expensive you know you know what i did one day i uh, last thing and i'll just move on but (laughs) i was so pissed off 
that the day that I went to buy gas, it was like, I think it was like 189. I was like, you know what? I'm only going to put in $10 until the gas prices go down. Like I put in $10. It, the, the needle, needle didn't, didn't move. Actually, it didn't even move. Of course not. The, my, the pump laughed at me. He's like, Yo, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? I, I was so upset. I was so upset. Anyway, that's enough of my, uh, my rant about gas prices. Let's move on to the Ontario election. It's been officially announced on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, May the 3rd. Yes. Yep. Um, the, no, uh, May the 4th is Wednesday. Yeah, May oh, the right. 4th. Yes, yeah. May the 4th. It was May the 4th. Uh, the Ontario 22 election campaign has officially began. It's been officially officially launched, and the election date has been set at June the second, 2022. For that, for almost a year and a half, two years, eh? Just yeah, yeah he's right. He's but right. Let's continue. Who's right? Ready? He did say that. He remember he kept telling us elections coming up in June. Elections coming up. He said June, but well, listen. The the article I read said that it was formally announced. So I'm assuming that it wasn't. It was always June second. It was always June second. But it doesn't matter. We're nitpicking. I'm nitpicking. Continue. Continue on. Sure are nitpicking. Continue on, please. So uh, at this point, right now, based on polls, the progressive conservatives are poised for re-election. It's uh, it's, it's kind of like what I said, like be- because of the pandemic, because of the the, the state of everything, uh, all of our living conditions for the past two years, there hasn't really. I mean, not in, in my experience. I, other than Andrea Horwath, who I follow on Instagram, like there hasn't really been any visible leaders that I think could challenge his vis- Doug Ford's visibility. A monkey so with a, a re- pencil. Should be able to challenge him. <laughs> why? Oh my gosh. Why are we voting for this guy again, man? Why does evil stay winning? Tell me know. why. I don't know. Well, right now, as a, according to the Ontario election poll tracker, progressive conservatives are polling at 37.4% of the vote. Evil stays winning. Liberals are at 28.3%. New Democrats are at 23.6%. How what Green is Party of War She's what list, man? Horwath. Horvath. Horwath. I think it's pronounced with a V, but it's spelled it? W. Oh, with a W? Maybe. Oh, that's the I'm pretty even, sure it's that's, Andrea Horvath. That's even more I could be wrong, though, but she's what list all the same. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. I'm saying. She's had Not all these it, years yeah. to fucking gain some ground in these polling things, and now she's trailing behind Steven Del Duca, who just popped <laughs> up on the scene. Steven Del Duca's been around, bro. He's been calling my house. But the liberals <laughs> lost their seatings. <laughs> From the last election when yeah. Kathleen Wynne fucked shit up for them. And, yeah, yeah, know. you know, it's just been the the official opposition party has been Andrea Horvath. And mm-hmm. and now she's third? <laughs> like, yeah. what? It's hard, man. It's hard, hard for... Hard in these streets. Uh, it's hard for, like, the new Democrat platform to 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 take i'm We're so you know fucked. not to i'm not saying that i'm not to say anything about her as a leader or her policies or her you know her ability to get things done or understand you know the politics of the of the province but you know based on it like let's be clear like it's a popularity contest you have to appeal and be out there and be able to articulate your platform but also be engaging and i'm not going to lie she's not the most engaging leader do you find Doug Ford uh, to be I'll engaging? Be. I mean, he's newsworthy. He's noteworthy. He comments <laughs> on six buzz posts. Well, you know, he's definitely has a, a very, very high profile. And 
in this world of uh, politics, you know, having that profile is definitely beneficial when it comes to like getting your, your, your platform out there. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Elections Ontario is encouraging residents to vote early this year in hopes of thinning the poll cra- uh, polling station crowds. Uh, we are still in the throes of a pandemic, in case you've forgotten. It seems, to, seems like nowadays everybody's definitely forgotten that we are still a- in a pandemic. I wonder why. Um, on, what's that? I wonder why we've all forgotten. I don't know. Okay. I'm outside. <laughs> huh? I'm outside too. Yeah, we're outside. <laughs> masked, masked. Because we're boosted. We're yeah, boosted. And we're boosted. Yeah. So uh, there will still, on election day, there will be physical distancing encouraged. Uh, there will be plexiglass screens, hand sanitizers, masks will be available, but face coverings won't be required of voters or staff, but will be supplied if you want one. Uh, but if you don't want to show up to the uh, the super spreader event <laughs> called elections, there will be 10 days of advanced voting. Uh, this is up from five from previous elections. And Elections Ontario has a new online process to apply for a mail-in ballot. And they also have a new app. Uh, I don't think that I've seen the uh, link for that. But if you want to vote via app, then, you know, vote via app. I'm should probably that, not going to do that. That doesn't sound like that should be allowed. It no. doesn't. And I've seen, I've seen so many ads for it. Like, so many ads for elections. I don't know how I feel like, about that. Do it in that. the park. Do it in the restaurant. Do it in here. Yeah. The app will let voters map their poll locations, see candidate information, options on ways to vote, and get notifications when a new candidate is registered. These smartphones it are going to get us in trouble, pro- man. It also provides an electronic version of the voter information card uh, with a barcode. So um, are you going to let me guess, are you going to vote in person? Are you going to vote in advance? Are you going to vote? Are you going to download the app? I'm kind of lazy still. (laughs) So you guys are cool with this whole voting on an app thing on your phone? I don't think it's accurate. Do you bank on your phone? Like, what is your concern about the app? I feel like they're going to fraud it. I just feel like a person could possibly vote for someone more than once through their phone somehow i don't know how how are they policing that how are how is it done in terms of i'm pretty sure you're gonna have to provide your like your your maybe like your social your sin number and like some form of identification well i I just feel like on the i just feel like like on the back end on the back end they might be able to change who the vote went to Mm. Because, oh like, goodness. at my work, I can see the back end of everything. I can change your passwords, everything. Mm-hmm. I, we're, we're, I don't think it's, it's going to be quite the same situation. <laughs> I don't think they're going to allow you in the back end of the voting. Of the, of the voting me, but Doug Ford's Somebody, cousin or something. Some, yeah. some technical, someone part of their IT team has to be on the back end in case of a glitch, right? They have okay. access to all I don't all like the sound of, of this. So. Bad medicine. Well, well, Bad medicine. We'll we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on that for for Reddy Fox's sake. Um, how much time we have left? Oh, uh, we'll just talk about this one quickly. Uh, are you planning on traveling this um, this summer? Nope. Hopefully. Well, uh, you're gonna want to uh, first and foremost. I am a card carrying member of Nexus. You're gonna want to get Nexus because there are tell people what Nexus are. What, what oh, is Nexus is a, it's a, it's a trusted traveler program that allows you to fast track through immigration and have uh, your mm-hmm. a trusted traveler. So you have some, some of the screening protocols um, you get to bypass 
at the only it's only to through America and Canada, right? Canada is, but you can you can you can get you can actually um, access it if you're traveling from abroad, oh, anywhere else in the world through the states as well. So entering the states and entering Canada from the states and then entering the states from Canada. Okay, are you oh. trying to travel this summer? Hell yes. Okay. Hell yes, I am. Um, so they're basically anticipating that lineups of wake up and wait times at Canada's uh, busiest airport, Pearson International Airport, will only worsen as the summer season approaches. Um, there is significant um, staffing issues that are being addressed. They're saying passengers can, uh, can face delays at the pre-board security screening by the Air uh, Canada Canadian Air Transport Security Authority. And there's also high volumes of inbound travelers with added requirements for COVID-19 health checks is definitely slowing down customs. So they're advising passengers to arrive as early as possible. Domestic departing flights is saying arrive at least two hours before your scheduled flight. International passengers get to the airport at least three hours prior to departure. Mm, I would do even earlier. The line was three hours long. I would go five hours early, domestic. Not if you're Nexus. Nexus, you bypass all of that. It's I'm surprised a, that pe- more people don't apply for Nexus. It's been a shit show at the airport for some reason. Like, is it just yeah. is, is it just because so many people are all trying to travel now yeah, after ha- right. not having been able to for the last two years? But I don't understand um, why. It's yeah. so, but why is it so disorganized at the airport? That's what I'm. Not I think because maybe they laid off people when Staff. the pandemic. Yeah, Staff and now they didn't weren't able to rehire enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. everybody's like, "Yo, I want to work from home," but there's one place you can't work from home. It's at the airport, right? Or the hospital. Can't work virtually from the airport or the hospital. Thank you. <laughs> uh, last but not least, this is the big story that I came across today. Um, so, if you think that you're being tracked. By the government, you're absolutely right. Canadians' trips to liquor stores, pharmacies have all been tracked via your phone throughout the pandemic. Sneaky tactics. <laughs> Canadians' movements, including trips to the liquor store, pharmacy, were closely tracked via their mobile phones without their knowledge during the COVID 19 pandemic. This is according to a report sent to a parliamentary committee. Outbreak intelligence analyst Blue Dot prepared the report using an anonymized data for the Public Health Agency of Canada to help it understand travel patterns during the pandemic. The report reveals the agency was able to view a detailed snapshot of people's behavior, including visits to the grocery store, gatherings with family and friends, spent uh-uh. time spent at home, and trips to other towns and provinces. Now, I want to ask, uh-uh. <laughs> are you concerned about the government or the police's ability to track your movements? I'll ask you this first, Nina. Um. I just move like you're always being watched and then there will be no problems. So. But are, are you concerned? Like some people are like really like, no, I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm not concerned. Like I'm not doing anything wrong. So I'm not concerned. Like what are they going to do mm-hmm. with this information? Like summer 2020, I went to the liquor store. I'm not joking every weekend. Like <laughs> I, I got like me and my boyfriend at the time, like we used to just get drunk every single weekend in the backyard. Cause there's nothing else to do. Everything was <laughs> shut down. Oh yeah. We would play beer pong. Just us two all night long. Right. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you know no. so like yeah they they definitely saw like like that but like what what does that do for them i didn't do anything right. wrong yeah what about you ready fox no well no i'm not concerned only because i already feel like we've already been being tracked as it is already if you have a smartphone i'm pretty sure you shouldn't be thinking have any notions about having privacy yeah. mm-hmm. um so no more concern than i already already have in terms of this hyper scrutinized environment that we live in because of our you know smartphones and whatnot or whatever so yeah no yeah it is what well, it is yeah you know i i pretty much agree as far as like if you're not you know participating in any uh you know illicit behavior i don't think i mean i understand the concern of like maybe you know like an insurance company wants details about like where you're eating and, you know, like if you're engaging in, in unsafe behavior, like I, I could see the potential for the misuse of the information, but in general, I think it's, it's a net positive for, for, for the government to be able to kind of get this kind of data. Cause even when they were talking about the information that they, that they acquired, the public health agency said that, they took safeguarding Canadians' privacy very seriously and that the analysis on Canadians' movement is received is not about following individuals' trips to a specific location, but rather in understanding whether the number of visits to specific locations have increased or decreased over time. The phone locations that uh, they were tracking allowed the agency to get a picture of the gatherings occurring in people's houses, such as over the Labor Day weekend. Um, and they also recorded, uh, they also report Sorry, the also report. The report also included a graph recording hours spent away from home in each province between Christmas Day 2020 to the week of September 19, 2021. Mm, I, I think that's the part that makes me a little uncomfortable, like recording Why? hours spent away from home. Now, here's the kind of... Th- You've been going th- to Zanzibar? Is- <laughs> Have you been spending time at Zanzibar? You can I, tell us. I, you can I, tell I, us. I, I, I have not. Oh, okay. Now here's the here, but it's what makes me. Now they're saying that they can't keep track of who the like who the information that they're acquiring belongs to. Like they can't track the individual person. But then how do you know where their home is? Because if you know yeah. that they're spending time at home, that means you must know like this is their Stupid home. So, but they're lot. saying that they can't identify the individuals. The public health agency. Uh, gave the Canadian press an example of the way the data is presented to them, showing the addresses of beer and liquor stores, uh, the number of visits, and the dates the visit occurred. It included no names or identifying personal information. My phone number is personal information. And what what was the point of this, though? What are they doing with this? That's what they're they're just trying to get. They're trying to figure out how, um, like, you know, how the traffic of <laughs> of patrons increased at liquor stores and pharmacies. I, 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 my, I don't know. I'm leaving my phone in random ditches for a couple hours every day. See what so, I mean, I, I mean, based on that, do you like, do you think that uh, this was an appropriate use of tracking by the government? I just don't see the point of it. Like, what was the reason? I don't trust so, the government for anything. So it was just a little, uh, it seemed a little silly. Yeah. Well, uh, just know that they're tracking you. And if you want to uh, participate or engage in illegal activities, leave your phone at home. I'll put that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simple as that. Just go, just go dark. All right. But uh, 
that's all we have time for for have you heard so i will pass the baton over to you ready fox and uh what's going on in politics as usual okay well i'm just gonna go through some of the headlines from this week um there were two stories that i or other than the headlines there were two things that we could kind of talk about um Mm -hmm. from interesting things that i saw uh one being there was a survey that was done recently asking Canadians how they feel about religion and how it affects society as a whole. And it was a pretty interesting thing with that. And also just social media and how it affects us as society and anxiety. And that's what I wanted to mm-hmm. talk with Nina about. Are you born again Christian, Ready Fox? What's this? What's Fuck with no. this religious uh, <laughs> religion talk? What's Not at all. Not at all. So let me just go through the headlines and then I'll see how much time I have left to talk about one of these two things. Because... Truthfully, I'm not in the mood to be here this evening. I would, <laughs> I would really just like to get this over with as quickly as possible. So this has been a big story going on in the States. So starting with Monday, the U.S. Supreme Court could roll back um, pretty much the biggest abortion case that kind of set the tone for abortion rights in the United States, Roe versus Crazy. Wade. Um, wow. So this, this ruling or overturning of it could happen as early as June of 2022. And a lot of people are freaking out, obviously, because... Rolling this back, it's going to put a lot of women at risk. It's going to especially particularly affect the poor people in the par- people living in poverty. Because in order to if you if it's illegal to get an abortion and you're still intending on getting an abortion, now you're going to have to go to, you know, the I don't know if the black market is the right way to put it, but you're just going to mm-hmm. find illegal means of getting it done. It's not going to stop women from getting it done, but now it's going to be less safe. And a lot more women will die. It's like just proven statistically that if it's illegal and women are getting abortions illegally, that their risk of death increases. So yes, so it's it's just an overall fucked up situation there. So some people are actually also sounding the alarm, saying how if this is happening in the states, don't be surprised if it cannot not happen in Canada as well. So no, no. yeah, okay. No, so I'll ask you guys: you not concerned at all for something like this happening in Canada? Solitary, no. you're saying no? Nah, I don't think so. I think in, in terms of like, well, for 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 Canada, it's I, I believe it's enshrined in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. I'm pretty actually. Let me let me not say I'm pretty sure, but I believe that it's uh, it is. Um, we're a little bit more liberal when it comes to that. I'm sh- I mean, obviously, Christians definitely don't believe in abortion, but I think overall there is a understanding of the rights of women to have autonomy over their bodies, I uh-huh. think. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I'm not really worried about it coming to Canada only because Trudeau spoke out about it and Doug Ford did too. Um, yeah. I was concerned about it when that other guy was running for um, the the leadership of uh doug ford's party what's it called pc yeah Mm. so because he said some some stuff but the thing is too like i don't think people who people who are against it like don't really realize like or maybe they do and they just don't care but like abortion isn't just if you don't want to have the baby like it's also like if the like egg and and sperm whatever connect inside the fallopian tube Mm. and then when the woman tries to have the baby she can die and it can explode and stuff so Mm -hmm. like there's you lots of reasons for why stop that. Like there's so many, yeah. Like but there's the, so many things. The so. states are so ass backwards. I swear they're ran by slack jawed yokels across the board. <laughs> like all of them, they're just a bunch of redneck mullet people that are just making laws basically because like there's so many different reasons. 
a woman's health. If a woman gets raped, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to, and she gets pregnant. She didn't. Who would want to carry that baby to term or whatever? Like, there's so many different. Yep. And besides, none of that should even matter. It's always should be between a woman and her doctor in terms of her deciding whether or not she's going to do it or not. But these... uh, let me just quickly. What about? Do you think that the man should have like the father should I was just be able say... to weigh in on that? I think he should be able to weigh in and you should be able to have a discussion about it. However, I do believe ultimately at the end of the day, more of the choice is on the woman just because it's her body body going through all this shit. Like, you know, but I do think there definitely like if I was to get pregnant right now and like I was in a relationship, whatever I got pregnant, but he didn't want to have the baby and I did like, I would still talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then but see ultimately, again but ultimately it's going to be the woman's choice how about a scenario where she doesn't want to have the baby but he wants to have the baby and he says okay well at least carry it to term and then i'll take care of the baby and you don't have to worry about the kid does that Ugh. even sound like something that would be reasonably discussed but again i always you feel hear, like no matter what it's reverse too no matter what i feel like it's always going to be the woman's choice as it should be because you're the one that has to, it's like it's going to change your body and you're yeah. the one that's going to have to go through this for 9 months and stuff or whatever so mm-hmm. i just don't ever really see a scenario where a man really even has any sort of say in it to be honest what about you solitaire it's tough i mean I, I think i think the one of the things to consider as far as like a, a layer of context is if you're in a relationship with, with this person and the pregnancy is not intended, but it's, you know, it happens and you're in a relationship. So it's not like, you know, it's a random hookup. So I, it's, it's tough. I, I, I think that in that situation, I don't know, like I'm just like, personally, I would be very, I would find it very challenging if the woman that I'm with gets pregnant and decides she wants to have an abortion and I would like to have the child. Mm. That's, that's rough. That's mm-hmm. rough. Cause it is, I mean, it's the woman's body. Yes, but it's our child. You know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. it's not, a, it's not, it's, it's not clear cut. I am definitely on the, I, I firmly believe that, you know, a woman who gets pregnant uh, against her will should have the choice you no know, matter what she always should have the choice regardless of what the circumstances i, I mean it is her body I get what you're saying hers. though solitaire like i would i would feel yeah. the same way if the rules were reversed too you know like if you really want a kid and and someone gets pregnant and it's like oh my gosh like mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's a kid like it that's a lot of people's like i don't know Dream. Like, I feel like a lot of people want kids yeah like yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. want kids mm-hmm. so yeah so no. it's not it's not simple it's very it's very complex but i think I, I do believe at the end of the day, you are right because mm-hmm. this is the person that's actually yep. carrying this life in their body. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, yeah. you know, I'm not even a fan necessarily of abortion myself, per se. Like, in hip hop, again, the teacher of life as it always has been in my life, go listen to Common Sense, Retrospect for Life. Ah. That song changed my thoughts about abortion. Mm-hmm. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts, mm. factual facts. So, like, check that song out. Big shit. I forgot about that song. Yeah, man. Trust me. Every time I think about abortion, I think about that song. Common sense. Retrospect mm-hmm. for life. It's a... Anyways, hip hop, man. Thank you, God, for hip hop. Okay, so Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, that was a big deal. It was the Montreal Canadiens legend Gila Fleur's uh, funeral. 
Um, so that's a big deal. Again, maybe you don't care about hockey, but Guy Lafleur, if you're a kid Legend. growing up in Canada, especially yeah. if you're a 70s baby, there's no way you do not know who Guy Lafleur was and like how big he was for uh, the sport of hockey in this country. He was like a national treasure. So, yeah. you know, he passed away and his funeral was this week. Now, there was also an article that came out this week that was kind of a refresher because Omicron is kicking ass all around the world. It's it's t- kicking ass and taking names, and um, <laughs> there are symptoms that they're that, like they're trying to remind people again of what the symptoms are for what you should be looking for. There are eight key symptoms that they mentioned. So I thought, you know what? How about I just do a quick refresher because we try like so hard to avoid talking about uh, the pandemic. Right, hold on, the, he didn't. Gilafleur didn't pass away from Omicron, did he? No, no, natural causes, not natural oh, causes. Oh, yeah, I think he, he had cancer. You just tied those two stories together oh, like, I'm sorry, real no. quick. I was a little confused. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just talking about the headlines from this week. So, like, gotcha, I just kind of gotcha, just gotcha. brushed over real quick. Gila Fleur's funeral was this week, but also this article came out talking about Omicron and the symptoms that you should be looking for. And there's two warning signs, apparently, that you can look for um, before you even get to the common symptoms. And they are fainting and fatigue. Those are the two wow. early warning signs. Have you guys heard of anybody that's ever gotten uh, COVID and they fainted or no. they passed out or anything like that? Definitely not. No. Fatigue, yes, not fainting. Fatigue. But I'm always tired. I have idiopathic hypersomnia. No, but excuse me, say that again in English. What was that? She's told us this many times. But... Idiopathic hypersomnia. See, naturopath will help me with that too. They don't know why I'm so tired. Right. But um, the, the the fatigue goes a little deeper in terms of like just feeling tired. And if I get to it, if I can find it in this information I'm reading, then I'll get to it. But I uh, think D.L. Hughley, he's the one that I always think of when um yes. he was on stage and he passed <laughs> out. Yeah. And then once he, you know, he came to or whatever, it turned out he had COVID oh, wow. and yeah, stuff or whatever. So that. that's happened for a few people. So those other eight key symptoms that you should be looking for is a cough, runny nose, <laughs> fatigue. Uh-huh. Sore mm-hmm. throat, headache, muscle pain, fever, and sneezing. Now, flu. <laughs> <laughs> right. What does that? Flu. What does that sound like? <laughs> it sounds like the flu. Right. Just do a test. See when now when I just had it recently. Yes, I had COVID. If you haven't listened to the other past, he's episodes. contaminated. I'm not he's dirty. Contaminated. I'm, I'm tainted. He's tainted. <laughs> I'm tainted. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a cough. Definitely had a runny nose. I didn't necessarily feel fatigued. I didn't really have much of a sore throat. I was getting some headaches, no muscle pain. I did have a fever, and I was sneezing. So I had a few of those symptoms as well. So um, 40% of women reported struggling with fatigue when it came to COVID, <laughs> apparently, too. So I'm really what, Nina's, just what got, Nina's got long-haul COVID. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But you never caught COVID, though, Nina. Nope, I'm clean. I know people now who have gotten it twice, <sighs> and I still haven't, not once, not gotten That blood. sucks. That's crazy. I'm a I'm like a trophy. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jinx yourself, Nina. <laughs> you're right. You're but right. I I will say, like you know, there was there's been a couple of close encounters for me, and I and was, as a result, because of some of the work that I'm doing, like I've literally been tested like at least like two or three times a week, and I'm still like I'm still COVID free since 2020, baby. <laughs> like I don't know what it is, but I've definitely had like what do they call it? Um, come into contact with somebody who was like, oh, by the way, I tested positive yesterday. You're like me. Test. I've had yeah. a couple of those too, yeah. but 
Yep, like you. But so far, We're so trophies. so far, so good. I'm I'm blessed. Okay, I I feel like everyone's gonna catch it eventually, sooner or later. Thanks, so. Ray Fox. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't think so. I don't think everybody. Yeah, me too. Okay, so Wednesday was the big deal where the the whole official um, provincial election is taking place. So Solitaire, you touched on that, and mm-hmm. again, um, the the conservatives have started out with the lead. I'm just mentally preparing myself now for Doug Ford to win. He's going to win. He's going to win. I'm so disgusted by everyone out there <laughs> that's going to vote for this guy again. And as you mentioned before, too, as well, Stephen Del Duca, the liberals, he's currently polling it in second place with like 30% of decided voters. And Andrea Horbath, whatless gal, is... Um, <laughs> Why is she whatless? Because she's in third place, bro. She's been oh, the official opposition for the last three years, and she just let this Del Duca guy just slide in from the back seats and take second place do you, I, i'll ask you i'll ask you something controversial do you think it's because she's uh do you think it's because she's a white she's a woman, woman? Nah, i don't think so because kathleen Wynn mm. managed to win oh it, yeah so you're right i don't really uh, feel yeah, like yeah that's true i think kathleen Wynn ruined it for andrea, andrea. horvath yeah possibly and i think a lot of people still have this bad notion or bad taste in their mouth about when the last time the ndp was in power and I can't remember who it was, but was Bob that? Ray. That was so long ago. Right, but he what fucked year? it up. What year was that? Oh man, you're they were talking like the nineties. Like, yeah, but he oh. fucked it up, right? At the time. Like he didn't do he, a good job. You know what it was? He just spent way too much money. That's what it was. That's what he I was always spending see. like he was spending like we were in a pandemic, and it right. wasn't a pandemic. And I know reason I know was because that was the NDP was in power when they started the Joy program. Remember Jobs Ontario Youth? Remember Fresh Arts? Yes. That was funded, that was created by uh, by the NDP, like the funding that they provided. So they were spending like we were like high rollers. Right. It was it, it was a great time. It was we were paying we're still paying for it now, but it was it was a great time. Let me just say. You're gonna say I something? No, I okay. think I figured out the answer. Okay, so question. I think a lot of people hold those times against the NDP as to why they won't consider voting for them today. Yeah, because they think they're fine. Uh, that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. And the Greens are in fourth place at 4.3%. And I know you keep saying I'm on this, like, fuck everybody thing, but fuck the Greens because <laughs> I'm never going to forget what they did to Anime Paul. You'll never get my vote again, you guys. You guys let a black woman be in charge and then you railroad her in less than a year. <laughs> fuck you. Ready, Fox? Can I interject and say yeah. it takes two to tangle? I, mm-hmm. as much as I. You know, I'm a supporter of black excellence and black people doing great things. She couldn't get a year? She couldn't get one year? I will say that, you know, uh, without putting anybody on blast, I've heard that it, you know, she was not necessarily the most personal person to deal with. Okay, interesting. Well, too late, too bad, so sad, Greens. Whatever the public perception of you guys now is that you're anti-black to me, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I ain't fucking with y'all ever again. Another big headline from this week came out on Wednesday. Dave Chappelle got attacked on stage at the Hollywood wow. Bowl. Did you guys wow. see the video of this? I yes. sure did. Yeah, I this sure is shit is crazy did. to me. So he was performing as part of the Netflix is a joke fest. Like it's an 11-day stand-up comedy festival and a whole bunch of people were there like Seth Rogen and Aziz Ansari and um, Bill Burr were all performing. Even Conan O'Brien was performing and stuff. So, of course, I would assume Dave Chappelle was the headliner because there's no comedian bigger or better than Dave Chappelle as far as I'm concerned or whatever. So he was assaulted on stage during his set that happened on Tuesday night and then the news broke out Wednesday morning. And, um, yeah, do you guys feel 
this is the a Will copycat S- crime. The Will Smith effect. Yes. No. No. I do. I do. Why, why don't you? Why don't you solitaire? Why don't you think it is? Because people like when it comes to those kind of concerts, you know, there's there fans. There's always that crazy like fanatic fan that tries to get on stage and like hug. I mean, obviously this was a violent offense, but. <laughs> You know, there's always the situation where a fan wants to get on stage and, like, you know, hug their their artist. No, he was trying to tackle him. You know that. I know. I know. No, I'm not talking about this specifically. No, I know. I'm not talking about this specifically. But I'm saying it it has happened before Will Smith. Oh, and it'll (laughs) continue to happen after. And it will. It's it's going to happen again. Okay, so Doug, you know, he's, he's a rock star. Nina, why do you think it's the Will Smith effect? Because he, uh, people said after Will Smith happened that anytime a, a somebody feels offended by something a comedian said or just the comedian in general at regular shows, they're just going to walk up and start assaulting these comedians. And this guy took it a step further and assaulted a celebrity comedian. And yeah, I think it just gave everyone the courage to say, when I feel offended, I can go and physically assault them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see. Hopefully this doesn't turn into a trend, but... They beat the shit out of that guy, man. They, <laughs> the pictures they of him. Enough, they did. The pictures after he was bent up and bruised, boy. It was like, it was something to see. All right. So that's it for most of the headlines for this week. Now, I have about five minutes left. So I'm just, I'm not even going to go deep dive into this real quick. But there was this study that was conducted by the Angus Reed Institute about the effect of religion on society. And there were three basic questions that they put to Canadians, and it was about 1,300 Canadians that were polled for this um, survey. And mm-hmm. it was basically, and I'll just say the three of them, and then I'm going to ask you guys what you think your answer is, and then I'll tell you what the results from the um, survey was. And you guys listening to the podcast, you can think about it as well, too. Even pause it and discuss it among your friends. So the three things are <clears throat> religion has contributed more good than bad to society. Religion has contributed more bad than good to society. Religion contributes both bad and good equally towards society. So now, before Mm -hmm. I tell you the results, I'll start with you, Nina. What do you think? Do you think religion contributed more bad than good to society? Or more good than bad? Or equally? Um, I think more... um... Say it. Say it. (laughs) Okay, bad. But... Yeah, bad. It's horrible. Bad. All right, Nina says bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do say bad. I do say bad. What do you say, Solitaire? I'm going to say equally, good and bad. Really? Yeah. How? Okay, well, I'm going to wait. I'm going to just take your result answers now. I'm with Nina because Nina's right this time. <laughs> <laughs> this time. <laughs> It's. I just feel okay. like it's contributed way worse to society than it's done good. I actually think the scales are far greater in the worst than it is for the good for society. Okay, so now okay. the results. Okay. So 31% of people said religion contributed more good than bad for society. That's higher than I thought it would be. Uh-huh. Okay, so contributed more bad than good. 22%. And then for equal, 47%. I feel like people that just said equal, they just, eh. They just didn't want to stir They didn't want to go one way or the other. 
So No, no. Now, here's the thing That's about this, though. Depending on the person, if you're a religious person, you can see you're where this is going to go. Yeah. yeah, you're going to obviously, I'm not, I suppose it's not obvious per se, but if you're more religious, you tended to pick more good than bad. And if you're more in the obviously. agnostic or atheist section, then you're going to say more bad than good. So, um, tell I'm me. I'm actually now. religious. Pardon? I'm actually religious. Not super religious, but I'm religious to an extent. Really? Because see, now that was going to be one of my questions I... for you guys. I was going to say, like, how religious are you or how many people do you have in your life that's super religious? And I don't think I have anyone who's super religious. How religious like, are you? In my family. I pray every morning. Okay. Um, okay. And then I, like... I try to, um, there's like periods in my life, like, <laughs> like in high school too, like me and this one girl used to go to the temple every single weekend, um, for like a while. And then like, yeah, just like random periods where I'll, I'll pick it up and start going again. Like lately I've been going like once a month and stuff, but, um, mm. yeah, like I'm religious to an extent. Like I, I'm like, I, I obviously I, I drink alcohol and I cut my hair. So. Right. Solitary. You, cut, solitary. Do you consider yourself a no. religious person? No. No, I do not. Do you have a lot I of am... do you have religious people in your life? Oh, my my mom is super religious. My dad is super became later, you know, later on in life became super religious. Okay. And so, so for the man. for the non-religious Canadians that uh answered this poll, 39% said uh more harm than good to society. I feel like religion has done more harm than good to i feel like religion has been one of the most divisive things that's been cre- that causes division in our society yeah. as a whole and if you want to take it to historical you know for the history of mankind in the world you can go back to the crusades and you know christians and muslims killing each mm-hmm. other and like no more blood has been shed on this planet than in the name of religion than for any other reason and that's facts. And that's yeah. just that's just a historical taking in of society or the world as it is a whatever. So we could have gone on deeper into that, but I don't wanna. So that's it for politics as usual. <laughs> that's right. an interesting discussion. Yeah, uh, it could I, be. I think that uh, there's a there's way obviously the rabbit hole goes very deep. On it that. does. Let me ask you guys one more question real quick before we move on to music. Would you date someone who's very religious? No. no. Ooh, they wouldn't you guys like both me. said it at Scorpio timing. Scorpio power <laughs> they, twin they, powers they, activate. They, I don't think they would like me. Because yeah. okay. I'm not super religious. Or they would try, if they're not the same religion as me too, they would try to, I feel like, this might be a stereotype, but I feel like super religious people might try to convert you to become very religious like them. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, no. And then it's yeah. just not going to work and you're going to fight. And then the end. Yeah. I'm agnostic. I'm agnostic. I'd say I'm spiritual, not religious. Right. I think I'm both. I, I try to, uh, you know, I have I have friends who are from a variety of different faiths. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Christian, Muslim, Buddhist. You know, like, and I think I just try to amalgamate like the best aspects of each religion you know on a very on a very surface level like I, i'm not too deep with it but do you guys I think there's something great to be gleaned from all all different aspects do you guys believe religion. in god yeah i do yeah. but my god is different than like a catholic or a christian's god that's a thing everyone's religion has a different god hmm. yeah 
I, I, you know, I alternate between saying, you know, God and the universe. Yeah. I think for me, I say, I refer to God and that is kind of like, because I grew up as a Catholic, it's still very, I'm still indoctrinated with that belief of like there being like a, a you know, a, an overseer, I guess, like a supreme being kind of thing. But more as I, you know, my, my, uh, you know, my thought process has evolved, you know, there's this idea of God being within you, you know what I mean? And like, then, and whether or not you call it God or the universe or mother earth or whatever it is, I think it's more a matter of that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, actually, you know, you know, where I picked up the whole praying every day thing too, was I actually just realized, remembered this. I went to Sunday school as a kid, like yeah, me bro, too. a good amount of time. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I still don't know how to speak Punjabi or anything, but like mm-hmm. I went and I learned how to pray and everything. So mm. I think ever since then, when I was a kid, I picked it up and I prayed every day since then. Oh, that's mm. pretty cool. Yeah, I believe in God. I don't believe in religion, but I believe in mm. God for sure. So mm-hmm. that's it for politics as usual. Not going to date. We could, again, we could dive really deep into this but let's do the social media thing next week i was reading some of it we could we could do that yeah (laughs) he's hesitant no (laughs) no we could no okay just i know we're a bit over time here for my time but this is the thing that i saw this stuff about social media and remember we at the top of the show we were talking about how i'm not on social media pretty much anymore right now the only thing that i'm getting exposure social media wise now is twitter and Mm -hmm. i have an anonymous twitter account that I used to follow basketball information and basketball news because the because tw- you know NBA playoffs came and you know we were hoping the Raptors would have a deep run and I'm gonna I wanted- try to find it. Good luck. You can try to find <laughs> it. You're not gonna find it. But so mm-hmm. I have this anonymous uh, account that I'm using just to follow, and I'm only following like NBA accounts, like NBA beat writers for different teams and stuff. But you still get exposed to other things from Twitter because someone will like something. And it'll yeah. pop up into your feed, regardless of if it's basketball related or not, or whatever. That this is just just as a quick aside, I hate these these AI algorithms that try to get you to fall. Like they suggest, yeah. like suggested mm-hmm. tweets, piss me off. Yeah. It's like, and an Instagram, just, the random posts they start throwing in your feed. Yeah, they're like, yo, just follow, follow more people. <laughs> just keep, just yeah, follow anything this. to they keep you engaged. About, they don't Yeah, they just want to keep they... you engaged. They don't care right. why. They so just want, and it works on me. Yeah, stuff. so this is my like first week pretty much of being almost completely social media free now. I just have this Twitter account. And I actually feel like I feel way better and way healthier for it. And then I was thinking about Nina. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, because I remember you saying last week in our conversation that you feel a lot of anxiety yeah. and stuff. Remember, because we were talking about like um, the boundaries for phone calls or text messages from work. Yeah. And you were just like, I don't care. I have to respond. And if I see any red and like any red notifications, I have to clear them all. I have to. Yeah. I have to kind of thing. And I was like, Nina says she feels anxiety. And then I see these articles about social media and how social media causes anxiety. So I was like. Could we propose to Nina (laughs) that some of the anxiety that she tends to feel could be a result of the amount of time she spends on social media? You could propose it. I feel like I know this, but I don't change it. Like even the other day I was sitting, I was talking to my friend on the phone and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm so tired, but I still have to scroll through social media. And they're like, why do you have to do that? I'm like, I just have to. Do you feel you're possibly addicted to your phone, Nina? 
Yeah, I just Possibly? feel like I'm I'm, not, I'm trying to be gentle I, here. Shut there up, was solitude. A point, <laughs> there was a point in the summer where I did delete my Instagram and I was just using the hashtag Instagram to check celebrity news on Shade Room. But like, I just feel even when I deleted my own Instagram, I feel so disconnected. Like, I don't know what my friends are doing. I don't know what my family's so doing. So you get big FOMO, basically. Yeah, for sure. I have huge FOMO. It's okay, because that was one of the things of why people... <laughs> you know feel the need to keep checking social media or their phone but my is... phone is worse when i'm on social media if i'm not doing that thing do you ever like if i'm not able to do that thing or if i'm not doing it i'm like wow i get so sad do you lie to other people about how much you use your phone <laughs> no 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 okay I do, you, do you like I'm sneak not... off and hide in corners to check your phone no for no, 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 no 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 and i'm not i'm not one of those people who like i have i have a family member that's like this and right. like this is to me this is bad like I'm not one of those people who will post a picture in my story from like eight months ago and remove the date and pretend like I'm there right now just to make it look like I'm doing something. <laughs> I know people like that. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Why? Right. Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, we could talk about this in the future episodes or whatever. But yeah, there's a lot of negative aspects to having a lot of social media use and it affects women worse than it affects men. And all that stuff. So I saw that stuff and I was like, oh, this could be why Nina feels anxiety a lot. But <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't know. So, yeah, that's basically it. But we all were right. way over time. So your it's turn. Okay. Nina. I don't have a lot of music news anyways. We can cut me to 15 if you want. It's up you to got you. some good stuff in there, though. All right. Okay. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Okay. The first one is courtesy of Ready. Let's have a discussion today. So okay. there is a tweet. Uh, name a rapper that has a strong argument for being the greatest of all time, but they're never mentioned in the conversation. Mm. So, first of all, okay, people in the comments are arguing that Cardi B is greater than Nicki Minaj because she sold more records than Nicki has. So, nonsense, nonsense. I knew you would gonna, say that, Solitaire. I knew you. Would and say we're going to talk about if you should consider how many records an artist sells when discussing the greatest rapper of all time. So first, tell me who is your greatest rapper of all time that's not mentioned in the conversation, and if you should consider how many records they sold. Okay, so should I go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay, no one ever says this guy's name for one of the greatest rappers of all time or the greatest rapper, Snoop Dogg. Hmm. Think so? Yes. Why do you think that? That's a big draw. Because he's... What what are the categories or what are the metrics that you're going to use for greatest of all time? He checks them all off. He checks Mm. them all off. Including sales. Sales, hits, authenticity, uh, influence, everything. That's that's big facts. He's for the culture. He he is everything that you want in a hip-hop artist. And he's reading. still relevant to this day. And he's been doing it for 19 forever. And no one ever brings up Snoop Dogg for greatest of all time. He de- he deserves to be considered in that category. And you never hear anybody say Snoop Dogg. It's never. true. He was not in the comments. Never, ever. Uh, Snoop definitely deserves that mention as the consideration in the conversation. Solitaire? Wow. Are you going to say yourself? <laughs> I would. I'm pretty vain. I'm not that vain. I'm not that vain. But I would say most deaf, common, um but Snoop Dogg, you you blew my mind with that because that's that's the more you think facts. about it, the more you realize like it's that's facts. Such, such big facts, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely I would definitely throw common in there. I'd throw most deaf in there. Um, I would throw black, black thought, 
that's what I was trying to remember. Black Thought Greatest, is yeah. probably one of if like I might I would even go on limb and say top five dead or alive. Mm. Yeah. Black Thought. Can't argue yes. with that. Yes. Phenomenal. Would... His 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 he's never he has zero fat on his verses zero fat (laughs) and he's never had a whack never had a whack verse never right flows immaculate timing lyrics delivery voice the only thing i mean if you're that this whole idea of sales that to me is like a different discussion i think sales is a one yeah, it's not even you because there was it, sales was a big thing when like especially like when hip hop became more mainstream. Like there was always like you know artists talk about I'm platinum. Even Jay Z is like, yo, how are you gonna really talk about a platinum artist when you're you know when your single only went gold or whatever? Like there was it was always a an, a reference to sales, but hip hop itself when it came to like critiquing an MC, it wasn't about sales. That's not where you got your respect. That was considered like more of a of a mainstream statistic, you know what I mean? But yeah, like the the sales argument, like the Cardi B being better than Nicki because she sold more records. That shit fucking annoys me, yo. That's so stupid. That's that has nothing to do with the skill of being an MC. And that's not to say that Nick like that that Cardi B is whack. I'm not even saying that. I like Cardi B. I like Nicki. I I, I put Nicki over Cardi though, hands down. Do you have a but? Do you have someone, Nina, that you would say greatest of all time that doesn't okay. get mentioned? Are you going to say Little Wayne? Wayne? <laughs> yeah, I was. And he gets mentioned all the time. Yeah. But I would say because of his versatility, like, bro, this guy brought rock rap to the scene. There was no rock rap before him. All these little Uzis and XXX Tentacions, et cetera, et cetera, they all became birthed from rebirth, the album from him. But also... Okay, if I want to bring it to this generation, call me crazy if you want. Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez is extremely versatile, extremely talented. Like, he, he could do anything. The guy could literally do anything. And, like, he, I, I truly don't believe, not even at the point he was at before this whole Megan stuff happened, I don't believe he was ever given the flowers he actually deserved. And I do think, but I do think, like, I think record sales does play a part in it only because otherwise everyone's just going off of their opinion. And of course, everyone's going to have different opinions, but who's actually supporting the artists that they think are that talented. Like, I don't know. I feel like everything has a play in it. But like see, then sales, an artist like little Yachty could become one of the greatest if he's selling an, Yachty or Yachty, whatever his name. I don't know how to pronounce it. No, 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 no. It's not little Yachty. It's little Yachty. I don't okay? know. That's Yachty. But um, no, even, no, no, or like Takashi for as another example where they're clearly shit rappers, but they can still I get sell. What you're saying, they could sell a I ton think, of records though. But I do think it plays a part in the conversation. It does. It does. Along it, with all the other factors and like sales, versatility, etc. And sales aren't even going to be a thing anymore now it's going to be about streams and how much they stream right now like because drake is like a streaming machine right like he's, to say, yeah. he's the greatest artist of all, of all time of any genre basically yeah if you want to if you want to go by sales and streaming or whatever but he's actually earned his own right at least to start getting consideration artists like j cole drake and kendrick which is like the new holy trinity for the most part for hip for hip-hop these days the mm-hmm. only knock against them in terms of why they don't get the mention is just because they're still relatively new in terms of 
you know, the grand scheme of hip hop kind of thing yeah. or whatever. So right. even with someone like Tory Lanez, like what you're saying, Nina, he needs to have another 10 years of consistent mm-hmm. putting out music for him, for me to consider him being considered at all kind of thing, just because he's still relatively new. And, mm-hmm. you know, time will tell if he deserves to be considered in that conversation. But I think well, he see, that's inter- it's interesting that you say that because Tory Lanez, number one, has been putting out music Since for a 2009. long time and he's he's got a huge body of work okay a very Massive. big body of work mixtapes features before he like his mainstream his mainstream oh. success is only within like i want to say like the last six like five six years right? yeah six six years yeah but Even he's got cool. a lot of material this guy's tapped head. into the 80s the spanish market the punjabi market he's tapped into every single market he possibly like he's he's doing what he but needs to be done. i don't think you get started to be considered in that conversation until you have the mainstream success every person i think so everybody I think you're right about that, everybody yeah. that you talk about in terms of you know, the greatest of all time. It's not like they they just, you know, floated under the radar for all these years and people will still bring them up. Like everyone, whether it's Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas or whatever, they've all had to have that mainstream success in order for you to start considering them for that greatest of all time thing. And the same thing Mm -hmm. applies to Tori. I don't give a shit if he put out a billion mixtapes before people started knowing about him. I don't think, I don't think he will... I, I truly, unfortunately, I don't think he will ever get the flowers he deserves because he deserved them a long time ago. And I, because of that, I don't think he he will ever be considered in the conversation as the greatest of all time. I don't think so. No, he, he, he can't. It, it, that's what it comes down to. You know, time served. Mm-hmm. It's also like the moment that you have in time in the culture and how you, and how you impact it, like, you just see, I mean, you, when you have Drake and you're in the same era, it's, you know, it's. <laughs> then you guys are beefing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, are they beefing? They beefing. were, then they squashed that OVO, the one OVO I didn't go to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You feel really was, mad about that. I can, bro, can see I was so sad. And Chris Brown went to that one too. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, All right. Anyways, moving on. Okay, yeah. so uh, Drake discussion, weekend, by the way. That's yeah, no, that was really yeah. yeah that was courtesy of Reddy. Oh, Drake and Drake and Weekend signed a massive deal. Yada yada yada. More better story with Drake. Okay, so Drake was on Instagram, right, and he made a comment on some sports, some sports po- post, and this guy replied to Drake in the comment, and he said some some stuff about oh, like something like uh, Adonis is going to be running with Ghost Riders or something like that. Okay, like his son Adonis. <laughs> Okay, Mm -hmm. so then Drake got all like in a huffy and he decided to go on this guy's Instagram page and he sees this guy's posting everything with his family, tagging his wife, everything. He follows the wife and then the wife starts posting in her story like, oh, my God, Drake actually followed me. And Drake replied to the comment saying like something about like, I don't know. I'm going to follow your wife because she looks like she needs some excitement in her life. There you go. That's what it was, right? I I read this thoroughly. So the girl starts posting in her story. Oh my God, he actually followed me, blah, blah, blah. And then he sees like her mention him. So he replies like, like I'm here for you or something along those lines. Okay. So no good. And she's posting, she's posting all of this. Meanwhile, the husband is posting stories about it's Mm. fine. Like we're sitting here laughing on the couch about it, blah, 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 whatever. Right. He's seething. Then you go on 
Twitter, which shared someone shared a Reddit thread. Basically, uh, the girl posted on Reddit and she pretty much said that um, at first they laughed about it. It was she was excited. Um, and then the situation, the situation came in where her husband asked him to delete the follow. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> Hold on a sec. There. See, that's the crux of this argument right here. Because, because if the husband's if, upset about it and he says, get rid of the follow and she says no. But Drake is not actually like, I'm not actually going to go and cheat on my husband with Drake. If Nicki Minaj followed my husband, I'll be happy for him. But if no, but if you're upset about it and you want him to delete it and he refuses to do it. But that's not that's him, not what the hypothetical that's not what the actual situation is right now that we're con- talking if about. If he didn't if he if he okay, if he told me he didn't like it, he wanted me to delete it. <sighs> this is your husband I mean, we're if, talking about, Nina, your husband. Yeah, and I've done this in relationships with regular people. So <sighs> It's Drake though. I love so how what? tormented you are about this. <laughs> what what does him following you do for you? Um it just <laughs> especially especially if you're saying if you're saying that I'm not gonna cheat on my husband with so Drake. what what's the point what what value is it then for him are you gonna like, ha- are you gonna talk to him about the weather like you're gonna keep like hey Drake how you doing today like what are you gonna hope he's gonna send you exclusive the songs is but... we're in Toronto so there's more of a possibility of actually meeting up versus Drake, like, is everywhere. Drake can Drake go can, anywhere Drake can he fly wants there tomorrow you could be in Bora Bora he can on come see you no, yeah, he's I, like, yo, I'm, I'm gassing fine. up the jet. I'm coming. If to my see husband you. asked me to, this is, a, I'm loyal to a fault, so yeah, I'd do it. But I probably, <laughs> like, I probably pretend like I forgot about it the first couple times. Yes, and then eventually the third time. Can I don't just say, feel pressure, don't feel pressure as to a disclaimer say that because of what we're saying. This <laughs> no, Reddit, this Reddit right. thing that people that's been floating around on on the internet now. Some people were saying they don't think it's real that someone else wrote yeah. it. Or whatever, yeah. so that's a possibility, but it's it still, still it's makes for an interesting conversation, though, because this shit still happens, like where you know women get caught up with celebrities, and the husband necessarily doesn't like it, and now there's this thing like, oh, should I not, or should I? And I'm like, yo, you're gonna risk your marriage for just some attention from a celebrity, like for real, yes. like, especially if it's Chris Brown. Chris Brown. I was, I was just like, <laughs> why? The fact that she's blogging about it makes. Like makes it weird. That's a red flag to me. Yo, this, that's the world <laughs> I we live have in. Posted, now. yeah, I I wouldn't have posted all that though. Oh my god, he actually followed me because people went on her page already and saw that he did follow her. Like Yo, I I wouldn't have done all that. The the just, the way people think nowadays is if you don't post it, it never happened. Well, go on my page and see that Drake follows me. I see. So, oh, somebody pretend you're dating me. Delete all your pictures. Post a picture of me in the long paragraph, and then go diss Drake under a post. And so then he goes on your page and follows me. Hmm. Anyways, so <laughs> basically they got in this fight. Um, she said she didn't want to delete oh the follow. God. She thinks it's cool that Drake's following her. After she refused, he started acting weirdly jealous, looking over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked him what the deal was, and he exploded. Why couldn't you do this one thing? Am I not good enough for you, etc.? Mm. He's fuming now. Our relationship is strained. Strained. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. You guys don't think he's being insecure, though? Yes, yeah. he is being insecure. It's just, but he's not, she's not actually going to meet up with him. So then How delete it. How do you it. know that? Delete it then. Will, Unfollow like... it. Block him. Save your marriage. You have kids together. What is this follow from Drake doing for you other than some bit of clout that you feel you're getting Maybe now? Maybe she's going to get a business deal. Maybe he's going to send the money for Christmas for their kids. Drake's the kind of yeah. guy to do that. 
Nina. Have you seen Stop this? Right? You're you're Stop projecting your you're projecting it like it's you. Like you gotta you gotta you gotta take a step back and look at it from a bird's eye view. To me, when I look at the situation, they laughed at it, whatever they I mean look first of rule number one, don't troll celebrities. Like I yeah. I, I don't understand why he's kind of getting what he deserves. Because people want them to notice them. And can I just Mind say this too? And that's his problem. He was then foul. That's his problem. Exactly. He was foul for bringing up Drake's son in the first place. You could. And he no, wanted Drake to notice him. That's the thing. People get a kick out of doing that. When they see a celebrity block them, they're like, "Oh my god, the celebrity knows I exist." People get and a kick out of that. That's loser behavior. Yeah, this yeah. guy. He's kind of getting what he deserves. Yes. Yes, but at the same time, she's she, bogue. Yes. For they're they're, they're both. Yeah, they deserve each other. Each other. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. deserve each other both, and they're two yes. bogue people. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Why? Right. Why? If you're gonna go at Drake, go at him. Don't bring up his son. That's like that's just basic common street. Like you don't go after the family. You like so. But that's why. Yeah. So see exactly. It's both. Of, it's it's his and fault. My, my thing is like why? Like what is it? Clearly, their lives aren't that exciting that he felt he felt moved to comment on his post and say your son is going to roll with ghost flags. Like, I don't I don't understand people like that. Like you wouldn't like weird. Don't you not have other things to do? You're lame. Yeah, you're super lame. And and if if that story is true, they both deserve each other. Yeah. If they break up now, I don't care. No, I mean, I don't care either way. (laughs) But it's it's stupid for her to lose her family over Drake. Yeah. yeah, like I'm not going to delete his follow. Like, are you kidding me? But don't get it twisted. If Nicki Minaj followed my husband and DM my husband, I wouldn't care. I think you might. I, I won't. So if he's excited by that too and he's enjoying it, you're cool with it. And Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to care. Hey, he, no way Nicki Minaj is going to pick my 7 out of 10 husband to fly him out. What makes you, you're going to marry a 7? I'm not marrying a 10 because then I will have to be pressured to be a 10 at all times. And sometimes I really like being a 7. Yeah, but see, this is part of, this is part of that. What nonsense is this? That's part of, this is part of that social dynamic between female celebrities and male celebrities. A male celebrity will pretty much screw any woman in the world as exactly. long as they're attractive but a female celebrity exactly. will not just it's true she but... don't generalize ready Fox. what do you not mean any male celebrity i think that the male just... celebrity that j cole like wouldn't a... j cole would j cole in, would not in general though you know what i'm saying like if like a celebrity that walks into a into an office if the receptionist is beautiful and he's single she's got a shot she's like it doesn't matter what she does for a living if she's beautiful yeah. she has a shot at a male celebrity it goes the, it goes the same no, way it doesn't. Women no it yeah, doesn't it does. not as nope. not as not nope. as often not at all yeah. not at all a female celebrity she has a certain standard of man now that she can only date yeah she's not yeah, gonna exactly. date a receptionist male just exactly. because she thinks he looks cute if he's only making like forty thousand a year or whatever and she's Halle Berry or some shit like that like she's only gonna be dating fucking wealthy rich men like i'll tell you guys how i'll tell you guys how that feels in about 10 years i'll tell you you gotta it, it for that for the rebuttal to that argument you gotta watch the stand-up by ali wong oh, forget it <laughs> not you not you okay. i've seen ali wong too actually because of my cousin right she's hilarious um, okay anyways next story um, we're gonna talk about Ray J and Kim Kardashian. Wow, okay. this this one this is, is like how, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay. 
So the Kardashians, the new one is on Disney, right? I've been watching, of course. So there's a recent episode of the Kardashians where Kim gets upset because her son, Saint, he saw an ad in a game called Roblox uh, about an extended version of her old sex tape. He can't read. He just saw and was like laughing like, mommy, that's you. And like, Kim was like, what the fuck is this? So um, then Kanye, he goes to get the computer with the so-called extra footage on it and gives it to him. I saw that. I saw that clip of that. Yep. And false alarm. There was no actual extra footage. So rage it was just footage of them like going to dinner and stuff but it wasn't like what they what these this ad was making it out to be <clears throat> so ray j got pissed because when kim's sisters were asking her if there was more footage she said i don't know unless he stuck a dildo in my ass while i was sleeping or something like she said it as a joke but like that's kind of dangerous right like so ray j took to social media and says the tape was always planned it was never leaked he says he has mm. texts from back then proving that they met up and planned for this to happen so chris and kim and him he says how it all happened was he joked around to kim that if she dropped a sex tape like paris hilton did then she could be just as famous too and then kim took it seriously and told her mom and they actually did it to get famous so then ray j said (laughs) yeah ray j said he never had a tape in his possession that's the biggest lie in the industry in the history of entertainment because apparently she always had the tape in a nike shoebox under her bed he also shared a long all caps dm he sent to kim saying all of this and that he would expose a whole lot more about her if need be but then when she replied and said she never said anything bad about him in the episode and the dildo thing was a joke he replied saying he had a change of heart and whatever and wow. i love ray j yeah, yeah so you do yes happened. i do do you not see his his wife his wife is like a kim k look like and his kids and kim's kids look the exact same What's, it's, it's whatever but th- look at all these you years. like hold on, hold on wait, yeah you like ray j why i need to understand why you like because he's his own man like it, it'd be very easy for him to kind of try to be brandy's like, brother is his own man brandy's <laughs> Yo, he owns so many businesses. He's an entrepreneur. He's making his own money on his own terms. He's never really said anything negative about the Kardashians all these years. This is the first time I've heard him being brought up. When he wrote the when he when he released the song that I hit it, I hit first. it first. What yeah, are you talking about? I forgot about that song. Yeah, I Wait, forgot listen. about that song. I might be wrong about that. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying I might be wrong about that. But he's a loser. He's a loser. Let's I don't, be okay, I don't think he's a loser, but I think, yeah, I'm going to retract what I just said when it comes to, like, <laughs> he's been, like, positive about this whole thing. But he's been doing shit on his own term, and I've always liked that about him for the fact that I don't feel like he's lived off of his fame being Brandy's brother per se. Like, he's... Yeah, that's he's, true. I never really knew who was Brandy's brother until a couple of years ago. He's He's made his own music. He had one, at least the one hit that I remember with him and Little Kim. Um... And yeah, yeah, no, I, I, can I, one wish. Okay. Either or. He's got some smashes. I I will still be inclined to believe Ray J over Kim Kardashian any day of the week. I really will. Ooh. I really Uh, will. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't hold the Kardashians in high regard as it is already. So, but yeah. Mm. Salter, anything you want to add? I, I like Kim. I like Kim. Me too. I, Kim, when you watch the show, Kim grows on you. Like, who she is as a person is not all bad. Did you? I watched her on uh, this This next guest needs no introduction. I think that's what it's yes, called. Yes, with that, that, that guy. What's his name? David, David Letterman. Letterman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched that, that guy, the legendary. 
<laughs> late night host yes for I like 50 that. years or something like that <laughs> yeah I, I like i like uh i like kim kardashian i'm not gonna lie i yeah. like yeah kim. we're okay I anyways do without her. uh we're gonna wrap up the show i just want to go on some quick headlines quavo donated 150 million dollars to the tender foundation a nonprofit that supports single mothers in atlanta nice uh drake and the weekend they signed a massive deal with universal both of them in the same week so congratulations to toronto mm-hmm. um Rihanna and ASAP had a rave shower for their baby at a studio in Hollywood last week. And Jack Harlow revealed the track list for his second studio album dropping tomorrow featuring Drake, Dua Lipa, Lil Wayne, Pharrell, and Justin Timberlake. And that is it. Quick question for you guys. Are you guys familiar with Jack Harlow? Is he making good music? Yes. or? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's dope. Yeah, yeah, I love, love, love his latest song, First Class. It's He Samples Fergie's Glamorous. Oh, you do Ooh. like that song? I've been listening to it nonstop. That's the only song I've ever heard from Jack Harlow because it just came out recently and so many people have been talking about it and it sounds like ass. I just love it because of the Fergie sample. It brings me back to grade eight. Wow. It sounds unfinished. I'll put it it to you this way. That's my, from everything that I've heard from Jack Harlow, that's by far my least favorite yeah I, i'm gonna trust you he's guys way to, better than that don't yeah. don't judge it on that yeah he's that's what i was gonna say i'm gonna trust that you guys are saying that he's made good music because just because he seems to be a thing now but um that was a bad first impression for me hearing that first class song but yo the bar about the guy from euphoria i'm on angus cloud nine get it you guys don't watch euphoria no no i <laughs> do what you're talking about the guy who's always high his name is angus cloud in real life and he's making a anyways that's it wrap it up solitaire <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh that's our podcast for today what have we learned we learned that uh ready fox doesn't like elon musk we've learned, learned that, that gas stations week. are going to be a thing of the past after 2035 doug we've ford's probably going to win again doug ford's going to win uh if you have uh, a relationship and you don't want your wife to be followed by drake don't troll drake if you, if, me, you, if you have fainting or fatigue symptoms, you might you have, have COVID. COVID. You should probably get tested out. And again, the other symptoms, cough, runny nose, fatigue, sore throat, headache, muscle pain, fever, and sneezing. So, And last but not least, the government is tracking all your moves. So if you want to go off the grid, leave your phone at home. Yeah, just going back real quick again to that COVID thing too, because I didn't mention this when I was speaking about it before. Because all those symptoms sound pretty much like a cold. A lot of people will think that they have a cold, right? And the doctors that did that survey, and I think they were from Norway and some other part of Europe, whatever, said they guessed that about 50% of people that have had colds actually had COVID. Ah, oh my God. How many? What? No, but like (laughs) all these symptoms that I just described, seeing how like they pretty much sound like just cold symptoms for the most part, right? That's what I'm saying. Do a test. Yeah. So even if you feel like you just have a cold, you should get yourself tested because you probably like there's a 50% chance they're saying that you have COVID and the last thing you want to do is have like what you feel like a cold and you feel like you're safe. And then you go around like say an elderly parent or grandparent or something like that. And then they get it from you and then their symptoms are worse. Right. Well, at this point, most logical people when they feel sick at all and they're not sure if it's COVID or cold or if it's still showing up as a negative test, they're staying away from those people logical people are doing that Hmm. like myself so (laughs) just be logical right okay well uh good advice and uh that is all we have time for today because ready fox uh as he let it know be known at the beginning of the show he doesn't even want to be here so not today let him go 
That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, we're all going to get out of here right now. So thank you for tuning in once again, and we will be back in your ear side one more again next week. Have a great week, y'all. Peace.